Ask the Podcast Coach for June 3rd, 2017. Let's get ready to podcast. And we're live. See, and now we get to watch Jim's moves. Isn't that fun? Hey, welcome aboard to Ask the Podcast Coach, where you get your podcast questions answered live. It's hard not to then watch the playback and laugh at yourself. Right. Right. (laughs) Today, we're going to be playing the game, Is Your Baby Ugly? That'll be fun. And we're going to talk about William Shatner and a couple other fun-filled things. Some some issues with YouTube, maybe. And uh, here to uh, come along for the ride is the one and only Jim Cullison from TheAverageGuy.tv. Jim, how's it going, buddy? Greetings, Dave. Happy Saturday morning to you. Yeah, a little different. I watched you guys, <clears throat> excuse me, I watched you guys last week from my phone with Chris Nessie. Chris, thanks for filling in for me. And so pretty cool from that standpoint. But yeah little different technology this morning and we're gonna have to get used to like where's the chat and how does this work and some of those things yeah we were talking earlier how uh the audio on facebook seems i was thinking we, were, we couldn't figure out if it's uh be live or facebook's problem that i was doing i always do a thing usually about 10 o'clock reminding people that hey ask the podcast coaches in about a half hour and it just sounded horrendous and uh Daniel J. Lewis from the Audacity to Podcast is saying that's a Facebook problem, not a not a be live issue. And uh, so, uh, because you weren't here last week, I thought, well, let's do another. We'll do another uh, week here on uh, BeLive TV. Get some uh, feedback from folks, and then uh, we'll decide if we're going to go back to Google Hangouts uh, or, or go there. But uh, yeah, here's the interesting thing. We'll start off with our, our YouTube stuff, and that is. Uh, I don't know if it's a coincidence or not, but I've been doing, you know, for what months now we've been back on Google Hangouts and or whatever they're calling it, YouTube Live. And uh, so last week it was very easy. I went over to Facebook. I downloaded the uh, M4V, MP4, whatever the file is from Facebook. And I, I cut out the the post show and I upload it to YouTube. And the first time ever I've had things where they're like, um, for, for whatever reason, the Ask the Podcast Coach music will occasionally get flagged as, hey, you need to pay somebody for this, to which I go, no, I don't. It's royalty-free. But this one, they said, you have a strike. I felt like I got a detention in junior high or something. And they gave me a list of things. Are you doing this? Are you doing that? One of them was, are you sending people away from your video? And I'm like, well, and I went over, and the only thing I had in the comments of the video was where at askthepodcastcoach.com slash live. And I was like, maybe that was it. So I added some more show notes. But the other thing is, in the upper right-hand corner, of course, is the BeLive.tv logo. And I went, hmm, is that a dink? I don't know. A little, little concerned that YouTube would be that aggressive about moving people away from YouTube. Like, I mean, I get that. Right. But um, as podcasters, right, we're trying to send people to our own properties. I mean, I can, I constantly promote the average guy TV right. out of YouTube. I want to bring them over. And, uh, and so if they're getting aggressive about that, I mean, this is for me, this is the second really concerning thing I've heard about YouTube just in the last couple of weeks about, you know, first they're slashing the, the ability to pay, make money on, on YouTube. There seems to be some disgruntlement about that. Your good friend Alex Exum has been talking about that a lot on uh, on the Spreaker Live show. And then this, Dave, and I too, this week, they just they just closed my live channel. So I created a, the Average Guy Podcast Network live channel on YouTube. That's what I named it. 
you know, it was back when in Google Plus they allowed you to change the names. Remember Google Plus, you could only do your name and then they, they were closing accounts that weren't that way and then they opened that up. So anyways, I would, cr- I, I would have this separate account when I do live because I like two different YouTube accounts when I'm recording and it's just the way I do it. And this week I went to log in and it was closed. No email, no notification, just closed. And they said wow. they're not allowing this kind of branding on YouTube. It was the error that I got for that. So, Dave, I don't know what's going on at YouTube. It's a little concerning because we've put a lot of our eggs in the YouTube basket for what we're doing. For, at least I have what we've done for podcasting. And it seems like all of a sudden they're getting a little heavy handed on some of these tactics to kind of discourage the small uh, content providers. Yeah, so they didn't give you any hint on nothing no i went back i looked through all my accounts i tried to find some kind of warning or some kind of notification closed can't get to it videos are gone like you can't find them on youtube they're they're not just accounts closed you can't update or access the 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 videos are gone and uh and so a little oh and, and it was tied to my regular youtube channel you know you can go into youtube and you can create separate channels and right. name just gone so Yikes! I mean, what what's going on over at YouTube, and why are they why are they doing what they do? It it, it from what you just said, you're kind of like, oh, yikes! This is another strike. See, and it made me wonder, like, is this baseball? Do I get three and I'm done, or you know, what's the deal? Yeah. And, but the whole thing was like, you need to acknowledge that you were a bad boy, and I'm like, no, I want to argue this kind of thing, and so I have I've yet to log in and see uh, what was going on, but it was it was just weird to. Uh, I don't know. It was just again. I, I I don't mind if I'm in trouble. Just let me know what I did so I can then undo what I did, and I don't go ahead and make the same mistake over and over. That drives me crazy. That's like Amazon. Like, well, we we shut down your account. Why? We can't tell you. Like, what? Well, or or you didn't follow the terms of service agreement, which is you know gigantic, and you're like, okay, well, which part of that? Here, here's the terms. Goosh, this big giant book. It's phone book. Yeah, it's really not that bad, but it is. Um, it, it is bad. I, it's just weird that all of a sudden, in the last couple of weeks, I'm just hearing all these undercurrents of negativity coming out of YouTube. They've been so friendly to content providers, content creators. I guess is the right way to say it. They've been super friendly to them for for the longest time. But I hope the tide is not turning, and we're getting they're going to go anti small. You know. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. Well, Emily brings up a uh, a great point. Uh, she says, I wonder, you know, if this is going to affect podcast specific, you know, like anybody that's sending their stuff from Spreaker or from Libsyn that are sending people to YouTube. You know, that's we're just that's just the audio going over to YouTube. I, I wonder if I have a sneaking suspicion. This is just a guess. I have nothing to base this on. I wonder if YouTube's going to try to be like the next Hulu like specific because so many people are watching over here anyway like do, do we know does youtube create any actual content like do they have any official youtube programs or you know uh, they have their own they've got a lot of um certified i think it's called youtube certified content providers folks that have been working with google and are doing the right things their way for content for like uh, instructional videos and things like that but i don't I don't know, but it wouldn't surprise me. I mean, we've seen the NFL being played on Twitter. Yeah. You know, we saw Felix Baumgartner jump out of that space capsule and plummet to Earth. That was, you know, streamed live via YouTube. It would not surprise me, Dave, if YouTube moved in this direction. And, you know, 
what would we do? Like, I have 312 episodes of just Home Gadget Geeks alone on YouTube. And at Gallup, I have another 300 and some that are out there. If they did that to my account, if they did that to my real account, the one I'm posting my podcast to, what would you do if you woke up one day and your YouTube channel was just gone? You know, it, yes. it, it's a little concerning that that was an account that was branded differently than me. But what would I do? Vimeo is an option. And I, that's probably, to be honest with you, I would buy the, the Vimeo service at that point. It's fairly inexpensive for, for most people. I don't know, 20 bucks a month or something like that gets you in there. But you yeah, know, and, and maybe that's something to start thinking about. I've been loading the Vimeo on the free plan, but you don't get very much. You know, maybe one podcast a week I can get out there. But you know, maybe- know, I have I have a Wistia account, and I'm getting ready to shut it down because I moved to this other service. But Wistia also just changed their pricing, so I need to go over and look and see because I know I've just got an email. But just a reminder, we changed our pricing, and that usually means it's going the way you don't want it to. So I need to go over and check that. That might inspire me to move a little uh, – faster than uh than usual so uh yeah so vimeo's got a lot of good options for you you know when Mm -hmm. when you think about and and especially from an enterprise standpoint the 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 ability not to have those silly uh ads pop up at the end and not you know hey watch this video now and it may not be consistent with your brand at all you don't control that where you do get that kind of control on vimeo um, you know, again, it's led to me, if, if YouTube's going to go this direction, that may be something we have to seriously consider is, you know, do we have to go on a pro plan and, and, uh, do something different if, if YouTube's going to st- start laying the heavy hand, somebody said in chat, and I, I'm sorry, it's, it's escaped by me that, you know, well, they're the biggest provider and they, they kind of set the rules. Well, yeah, that's great, but that doesn't mean we still have to still use them. We can do something different. Yeah. You know? That's, that's the thing. I, I, what was I just reading where, um. Oh, newspapers. There's a, a cool podcast. I've been listening to it. It's from some uh, – what's put on by Dell is the the backers of it. And I think it's called – I think it's just called Disruption. And they have some big shot, smarty pants, old newspaper guy doing the story. So it's, it's very kind of narrative style. And, uh, yeah, Trailblazers with Walter Isaacson. And uh, they did a thing on the newspaper industry. And I didn't realize – so many people might think, well, the internet killed, which it kind of did. But the biggest thing that killed the newspaper industry, what, what do you think it would be? Because it's not what I thought it was. I don't know. Craigslist. Oh. Because yeah. all the, because yeah. there were so many ads in newspapers, especially the classified ads, and now I can go get the same kind of results on Craigslist for free. Yeah. And I went, oh. And it was interesting. The guy was explaining how – they thought the whole time newspapers were like, like they thought the Telegraph was going to be a newspaper killer. And they're like, no, it actually made newspapers better because they could get content from across the wherever. And then radio was going to kill the newspaper. And they went, no, it's not. And then when the TV started doing news, the whole time newspapers were like, but we're newspapers. This is how America gets their news. And it's kind of funny to watch them now kind of go, oops. And uh, so it's a really interesting, I like the show because the whole thing is about disruption basically here's something like they had the story of netflix and how this guy the guy that started netflix went to blockbuster and had this huge um late fee and just went this is stupid how can i invent something that's uh how can i invent you out of existence (laughs) how can we how can we make you not charge us anymore yeah um 
Uh, so I was Vimeo. Back to Vimeo real quick. Five yeah. bucks a month, but they do that's annually. So what, sixty bucks. Yeah. Sixty bucks a year. That's a, a you know. And, and there's a lot of comments and chat about. Well, yeah, but I love YouTube for its social reach. Well, but if you can't, <laughs> if your videos aren't there, yeah. you're not getting any social reach. So yeah. I too love YouTube for what it does. Like I would never just say, oh, you know, based on these three things, I would say I would never say, well, I'm just going to leave YouTube now. There's no reason to do that. But if they begin to restrict account access or videos or things people are watching, or if they somehow destroy my social reach, right, if they kind of suppress what what I have out there, well, then it, that doesn't make any sense, right? I draw, People, for me, in the most part, they watch my videos because I send them there, not because they're found on YouTube, I, I you know. So, you know, I would just send them to Vimeo instead. It's just, it's one of those options to think about, like if... YouTube's going to get heavy handy. They're not heavy handed. They're not the only player in town. They're the best, right, right, for what we're doing, but they're not the only ones. Yeah, if they if they forget who their target or, or who who butters their bread, you know, kind of thing, and they start cutting out the little guy, it's like there's a lot of little guys that make up, you know, the YouTube um, ecosystem, for lack of a better phrase. And if they decide to cut us out and rely on all the big people, well if the big people don't bring all the numbers, then you've just basically slit your own throat. But they will though. I mean, yeah. that that's a model that will work. And, and I think we, we always see this, right. It always starts in the small, small business space. And then they try to, to, you know, monetize that to the bigger players. Um, you know, I, I look at a service like, well, let's just look at Lipson, Dave. I mean, really the, for you guys, uh, when we think about it, you're you don't have to go after the bigger folks because in your model, it's actually the smaller players that are more profitable for you because the yeah. most expensive thing for you is bandwidth, yeah. right? That's the most expensive thing. So you actually don't want to get large from from or they get the large players. You want to get the more diverse, smaller players with the subscription pricing to prevent and to um and to even out your subscription and revenue model. That's what you want. So you're not incented to go after the big guys, but YouTube is, right? Because they can push those advertising dollars in there. So. Yeah. Uh, oh, this will be a fun story. I'm trying to figure out how I closed my Facebook so that, so one thing that's weird on BeLive, I have to go to the very bottom to put something in the comments. Yeah, and the chat's not very good in BeLive, to be honest with you. I mean, it, it shows up for a second. Well, I don't, it, it doesn't stay for me. It just pops up and then goes away. Oh, so I yeah, wonder if I, I wonder if I have a setting wrong or mm-hmm. because that's not effective. There's no way I can do the show and and keep track of the chat when it disappears. Now I've got it open in Facebook, so I'm watching it that way. But, but. Well, there was a there was a little. Um, oh. People got upset at William Shatner because uh, apparently at big and robot. Um, said, how many raffle tickets would it take to get you to come on the Big and Robot show? To which William Shatner replied, I'm not Wendy's. I don't do podcasts. And everybody was like, oh, William Shatner hates podcasts, blah, 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 you know, yada, yada, yada. And I was like, he's he's the Shatner. Come on. Do you expect I wonder to- how, how many he's been asked to be on. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? Oh, oh, my God. Please, it would be so great. I've loved you since I was six. Blah, blah, blah. Please, Mr. Shatner. Um so I thought that was interesting that uh, uh, 
you know, that, that... Do, you, do you check out, let, let's talk about this real quick. Do you check out, if somebody asks you, you know, it's different when you ask somebody to be on their podcast, it's different when then they ask you, right? You know, that's just a little bit different. You kind of look into it a little bit more. Or you're kind of, why are they asking me? You know, some of those kinds of things. Do you go out and listen to those podcasts before you're on them? You know, do you do you pre- you preview them before to make sure you're no, not getting I, in, a, in a in a wacko situation? No, on occasion I will kick myself for not doing that because I'll be because usually it's like, hey, if you want me to talk about podcasting, I don't care if there's four people or four hundred or four thousand, I'll do it. And then you go over and you go to their website and it's blog talk radio, and I'm like, ugh, you know. <laughs> but again, so it might be really horrible sounding audio to an audience of who knows, you know. So. Uh, and, and a lot of times in that aspect, I look at it as, you know what, I'm making a new friend. This I'm going on this guy's show or this woman's show, whoever, and and maybe that will, you know, who knows what this will lead to or whatever. So, but um, Yeah, I, I did episode two just recently on a podcast. <laughs> uh, kid was 14, I think, and uh, it was pretty rough. But he was, start, he was just starting out, you know, and it was one of those kinds of things. It's like, well you know what, I'm going to give it 100% because this kid really wants to make something work from a podcast, uh, for well, his podcast. What, so, was his, what was his pitch? He's a youth tech for youth, so which is what I do, right? That's part of my job is yeah. making sure we, we do that at, at Gallup. Um, so the, the topic fit perfectly. Uh, the execution, I mean, it was a second podcast. Just think about how bad everybody is on their first, second, oh. third, fifth podcast right <laughs> so uh it was it, you know it was I, I checked him well there was not really nothing to check out i checked out his first episode and i was like well okay i know i'm doing this and this is just going to be for the good of for the good of humanity at this point uh, yeah. he has no audience it's he's really struggling to get the production stuff done but it's it's all for the right reasons now on the gallup side of things i have to be really careful because i'm representing the gallup brand right and so i have to be careful about how i um you know, how I'm perceived at that point um, based on the podcasts. And so, you know, it, that's a little bit different when I get asked to be on a, get asked to be on a podcast like that. I have to really kind of check them out in advance. Um, Grant has a thing here. It says, I'm searching for guests for a run of episodes. I am producing for uh launch July 1st. It's quite difficult to get people to agree to an interview without published episodes. I would. Yeah. Uh-huh, I agree with that. I understand, but uh, not as well. Well, yeah. the th- thing yeah. there is, you have to always explain things to people in a way that how they're going to benefit or how they fit or, you know, so like I had some guy today that he emailed me and I don't have time to really look into it. And I said, you know what? Follow up with me in June because nine times out of 10, they won't. Well, doggone it. This guy did. And I went over and you know, it's whatever Brock Johnson, you know, some, whoever the guy is and he's, you know, world famous, blah, 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 just killer business guy. And I'm like, and I just emailed him back and I said, I don't think he's a good fit. I'm like, you know, unless he's got a podcast and has, you know, insights into how he grew his thing, but it just, you know, that kind of thing. So, um, so that guy didn't explain to me, he didn't connect the dots. If he had said to me, Hey, Brock has been podcasting for three years, and because of his podcast, he's done this, da, 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 da. It was just like, look at how great Brock is. He's he's the king of all blah, blah, blah. And he walked to school both ways, uphill in the snow kind of thing. And I was like, yeah, that's not – this is not the walking uphill in the snow podcast. So it just doesn't – so 
I, that would be my thing, Grant. Just explain. Number one, you should be picking people that match your audience. Uh, you know, that's I, I was working with somebody this week and she on one hand, she has a very wide range of, of guests and there is interesting. But I was like, can you name me one person that's going to want to hear from that person, that person and that person? It's like it's, you know, again, sometimes I think niching down is is the key there. So. But it is. It's going to be a, a rough gig trying to get people without a podcast, I would think. Uh, but if you can explain it in a way they're going to benefit, uh, that would. What's that's where relationships matter, right? Yeah. At, at that point, you, you got to go after folks that you know you've got a relationship with, or that you've worked in the past. That they'll kind of come on blind, you know. And, and like you're saying, you got to have that really good pitch. And say, this is exactly what we're doing and why we're doing it. And I, I started a series here in the city of Omaha uh, for STEM, STEM and STEM education. We had zero episodes. But I was able to reach out to some folks and through some friends and say, hey, can you talk to so-and-so? We're doing this thing. I don't have anything to show, but this is what it's going to be like. Can you talk to them for me? And so sometimes working those contacts in your network, I think, helps as well. Yeah, Grant says, uh, I've been spending samples of what I have, you know, put together as a demo, letting them know the production is complete and yada, yada. Uh, it's the, uh, the bird emergency about threatened birds and efforts to save them, which is kind of cool. And, um, he did think about naming it bird emergency on fire, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> um, Amanda says, uh, most of the time I get, uh, pitched to people on my show and they have never listened to my show. I got a thing from, Oh, um, interview valet this week saying you're a podcaster. How can we better serve you? And man, I just went on a rant. I said, number one, quit telling me I have a great show and not giving me an example of why I have a great show. And, and please explain to me how you're going to bring value to my, I don't care what your success is, what tie your content to my show and how it's going to work. I said, that's what I need. Save me the time. So I don't have to go research you. You know, and I said, so just make it specific. And that was my big thing. I said, please quit telling me I have it. That drives me nuts. I, you know, hi, Dave. Big Wolf. If, it, if I'm even lucky enough to have them say Dave, usually it's hello. I'm a big fan of your show. Yeah. And I'm like, no, you're not. Because then you, you know, that I have Nancy, you know, Nougat and she's a world class, you know, basket weaver. And I'm like, no, she's not. Gonna. So it drives me crazy. Uh, so, yeah, so if you're trying to get on somebody's show, do the opposite of that. Number one, I always tell people, look, I'm not going to tell you to lie, but if you're going to lie, at least lie strategically. I mean, go over, get a title of the last episode and say, hey, I really liked this last episode called Copy Paste, and I think I would be a good fit. And then explain, you know, I'm like, at least attempt to make it look like you listen to my show. Come on. At least, you know. Cheat. At least cheat if you're going to, you know, come on. If you're going to put that much effort into lying to me, cheat a little bit more. Yeah. And, and you know, get it to do your homework just just a smidge and spend a, a five extra minutes, you know, yeah. doing it. Yeah, it, it's it's a super ugly – I hate those, you know. Just, you know, uh, Dave, I think one of the things, again, as we, we think about guests and such, I can't overemphasize the, the relationship piece of – past guests and the relationship you've built with people. 
and don't treat your guests like a one and done. Don't have them on and then forget about them. You know, continue to cultivate those relationships. And I, I don't think be afraid. Don't be afraid to ask them at times, hey, I'm, I'm looking for some more guests. One, are you available? And two, do you have any ideas of folks that you'd like to hear on the program? And kind of stretch out. We, we didn't do it that way, but uh, Thursday, the, uh, this week on my Home Gadget Geek show, we had Mark Prokop. And, of course, you know Mark from mm-hmm. Emily, right? And, uh, and so I'd had, Emily, I'd had Emily on my show, I don't know, a couple months ago. Um, and she did a great job. And she's like, you know, Mark is really the gadget geek in the house. You ought to have him on. And so we worked out a way for him to be on the program, and he was on Thursday night, did a great job. So, you know, that's an unusual situation where it's uh, the husband of a wife that I had on the show, but that's a perfect example of work those contacts a little bit. There may be some, you know, there may be some additional connections in there that you can get. The, 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 we always say the money's in the list. I think for podcasters, the big money is in your guest list. And you really, you should, you should work that just as hard as you work your, your listener list to make sure you're getting great quality guests. I'm glad you, I used to do that. And I always set it up as you don't have to answer this now, but if you can think of somebody later, if you know of anybody, cause you were a great guest, Mr. Mrs. So-and-so, thank you so much. If you know of anybody that would fit this show, you don't have to answer this now, please let me know. And I always throw in that you do not have to answer this now. Cause that's awkward because if there's the whole, if they're sitting there thinking, this was a train wreck. I don't ever want to go on Dave's show. And then you go, do you know anybody else would be on the show? You're like, he's thinking, what friend would I want to sick this guy on? I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. that's why we say you don't have to answer now. And then a lot of times, if they know somebody and they had a good time, they're like, oh, no, I can answer that now. You need to talk to Steve Stewart or whoever. And you're like, okay, cool. Uh, but I always leave that door open of like, if you want to think about it, uh, you know, let me know kind of thing. So, um. Grant asks, I've never even heard of this. Have you ever registered a DMCA agent as a protection copyright takedown notices as suggested by Gordon Firemark? No, I have not. Have you done that? No. I know it's one of those things I should. I, I don't even know if I should. Like, um, if somebody comes to me, if, if a brand came to me and said, take it down, I'm taking it down. That's me. I'm not fighting anybody. Yeah. It's like, by all means, anything else you need not- while you're here? It, and, and so if it was a, a key component to my to my brand or some stuff I was doing, I just recreate the content and cut that stuff out. So it, you know, there's plenty of ways around it. I'm I'm not sure, uh, and, I, and I don't even I, like you. I don't I don't even know what this would take a DMCA agent. I, I don't know what that would take. But as far as takedown notices, I've I, I have had one or two from YouTube. That's pretty much the standard automated ones, right, Dave? The ones that we, yeah. we get from like, hey, there's something in here you can't have. But I actually, I have had a takedown request. So I, I interviewed this gal. Uh, she was a marketing, um, you know, she owned a marketing company and they ran the marketing for this big, um, let's just say outlet mall here in the state of Nebraska. And I had her, I was at a conference and through the conference, I got her on, you know, to, I got her on the show to interview her. And the, um, right after the interview, the, the outlet mall and this ad agency had words. Let's just put it that way. Nice. And uh, we're fired. And then immediately the, the outlet um, firm contacted me and said, she no longer represents us. You need to take that down. And yeah, you went, <laughs> that okay. Bad day. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay. And I contacted her and said, Hey, I just want to let you know, I've been contacted. And she was like, yeah, I know we're having some issues. And you know, so, but yeah, it, uh, you're, I, you're not. I'm not going to fight that. There's not enough money on the planet to fight that kind of stuff. No, I think the the 
interesting takedown that I've seen working at Libsyn is somebody interviewed a cop who specialized in undercover work and then put his picture in the show notes. Think about that one. Undercover cop. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, nah, not a good move. Uh, Mike has a great point. Mike Howard. Uh, I keep a spreadsheet of all my previous guests and use it to keep track of the last time I connected with them in some way. So, well, it's with Grant. It sounds like uh, Gordon suggested that on your show, Dave. Maybe that slid by. He, did. Yeah. he also said, "Don't play uh, licensed music on your show," and I've been known to break that rule on occasion as well. Because I'm a rebel, man. That's it. You're not going to tell me what to do. Get um, your cigarettes rolled up in your in t-shirt. <laughs> Ready to go. Wait a minute. There you go. There I'm, you. I'm now you're comedy. an '80s rebel. <laughs> <laughs> Give me my skinny tie. I'll be all set to go. There's a there's a good movie with uh, who's Iron Man? Who's the guy? His, his uh, name? Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, oh man, Downey Some, Junior. Junior. Rob, yeah. There's a great movie in the '80s of him. He's like he's got to be like 16 or 17. Weird Science or one of those, yeah. one of those movies. But yeah, he his his career. He he. They're, and they're all. I just remember they're all uh, collars. You got the collar up. All right. Hey, um, are we ready to play Is Your Baby Ugly? Yes, let's do this. All I, right. Since you announced this on Facebook this morning, yeah, I'm going to uh, this, this segment. Is, this is from Devlin. Oh, I can't hear it, though. Do you know that, right? I can't hear what you're playing on that side right now. I didn't hear the music. Uh, if I if I do, um, let me just hear if I play this. Are you playing it now? Yeah. No, I can't hear it. Uh, why are you not hearing? Tough to hear. Tough to do Is Your Baby Ugly. I can't hear it. If you can't hear it, um, well, hold on a second. You are person number one. That's I'll weird. So, so if I play music here, um, no, nope. like you didn't hear the intro music this morning. No, I didn't hear the intro music. It's kind of hard to play. Is your baby ugly? If you, they're can't not hear it. hearing it out there either. Uh, all right, let's try room. this. Just for giggles. Uh, nope, nothing. Yeah, nope. Just you a different. You know, anytime you change your setup. Uh, but you can hear me, right? I love that they didn't hear the music and we were dancing to it and they <laughs> nobody said anything. Thanks, audience. Appreciate that. <laughs> it's going to make a great video. <laughs> Think uh, of the video. That's the podcast coach. And all of a sudden, these guys just start going. <laughs> all right. Super uh, dedicated audience. Well, maybe that. we won't play as your baby ugly. Um, that's really weird that but you can hear me, right? You obviously oh, yeah. No, I'm hearing you for and, sure. Okay. Let me try Can you take could hold your phone up to the mic or something? I don't I don't know. I mean literally you have the same the the iPod has the same settings as my channel, which is you know well, yeah. one more time just for good. Okay. Okay. We'll see if that if that uh, does it now. Nothing. Okay. Well, darn it. All right. Well, we'll fix that and bring that segment back next well, week. Well, uh, let me read this because okay. there is a response here. Um, and and this is a nice guy. He's a new podcaster. He's got all of six, probably seven episodes going. He says, I'll get right to it. My podcast is amazing in all capital letters. It's, it just freaking is. But no one's listening, and this is a major issue. Please, uh, for the love of all that's good and pure, someone please help me with real info on how I get the numbers. I don't want to hear I need to have my show out for years or I need to get 200 episodes or whatnot. And I've had no luck with Fiverr. I don't even know what that means. I need to know the real deal. Seriously, I beg you, 
do not say that stuff. I gave myself a pat on the back having booked and welcomed the likes of Brittany Young from Glow on Netflix, Ver Das, a broad understanding on Netflix, Lana Turner from Limeed, uh, erotic blueprint coach Paulina Oritz Mena, as well as many other amazing humans. Episodes archived from old shows include Weird Al Yankovic, Chelsea Davison, Kenna Granis and Larry Tom- Thomas, Seinfeld's Soup Nazi. He had the Soup Nazi. Come on, he had the Soup Nazi. Oh, that's a big deal. Why is this guy not on the top of? Uh, if anyone knows how, I would also very much appreciate some advice on how about one finding and two inserting an RSS from an old show. Uh, I do not currently have direct access to the direct link and need to find it so I can pull in the old episodes. Yada yada yada. I know I'm I know I'm not supposed to post links, so I won't. Now this was an interesting thing because so many people said, "Okay, I got to hear your show." And this isn't so I I basically emailed him. I said, "Well, number one, your website needs some work. Um, the show is called Friend or Foe, and it's I will put a link here. It's it's jabberjawmedia.com. And um, I said, "You're kind of like saying, look." You know, tell me, I, I need to know, how do you make a baby? I need to know the real truth about how to make a baby. But don't talk to me about ovaries and sperm and about needing nine months. I need to know, though. And I just kind of went, look, dude, your your website needs work. Um, his intro, literally the first thing, if we could have heard this, the first thing out of his seventh episode was, are we on? Like, that's how we started the show. Are we on? And I was not that that's like, you know, oh, heavens to Murgatroyd. But I was just like, ugh. and then he, he tried really, really hard to be funny, making some sort of weird Ben and Jerry's joke kind of thing that I personally, in my opinion, did not find funny. And then he had the woman from uh, Brittany Young of Glow on Netflix. And literally the first two minutes of the interview before I tuned it out, you know what they were talking about? Him, mm. him about how he stalked her and blah, blah, blah. And I was oh, just nice. like, and I just went, dude, you know, so that's a tough, that's a tough market to be in, right? This entertainment, mm-hmm. you know, the, with, with these famous people and stuff, there's so much of that media out there. I mean, I, I think if he's, if he wants to promote his podcast, he just has to pay for it at this point. He needs to yeah advertise it on Facebook and Twitter. And I mean, he's going to pay for it. I, that If you want it and you want it now and you want it fast, you got to do what everybody else does, right? You got to pay for it. Pepsi and Coke do that. Facebook does that themselves. You know, the, these, these people are, um, you know, it, it's just money. I mean, I can't, there's no magic. There's, there's, if you, the, all the freeways, uh, not freeways, but free ways are, um, are slow. Uh, and unless your unless your stuff is just dynamite or you get lucky, you're just not going to get picked up that fast. Well, and my whole thing was he's up against Entertainment Tonight, yeah, and E and all these. And the only thing he could do differently there is to do a longer interview because everybody else is doing their seven minutes and let's roll the clip and see you by. You know that would be something to help you stand out. But I just thought it was interesting that he just walked in and said, "My show is amazing." And I was like, well, I'm, I'm glad you have confidence. That's good to have and things like that. And he is an actor and he's, he works in, you know, the entertainment field. Um, but uh, it yeah. was. Uh, well, and it may be amazing, right? I mean, beauty is in the eye of the beholder. Exactly. But it, you still, okay, if you've done all these things, 
then you just got to pay for advertising. You got to get it in front of people. You got to figure out ways to to buy your your way in front of people. Yeah, and then I always point out. I think it was Seinfeld. I forget. I, I want to say that show was on the year on like seven seasons, something like that. And they really didn't take off till like season three. In fact, they were almost canceled after the pilot. Um, so it, it does take, uh, you know, a bit to uh, to get going. So yeah, it's just like those actors, you know, when, when the, the Tonight Show, right? Let's just use that as an example. Um, you know, that's this this delicate. Th- those those shows really are all designed about exposure. It's it's not the interview. Right. Like the interview doesn't matter. No. For the most part, it's it's all about what they're promoting, what they're on there for. And I'm I often wonder if if those shows get paid to have those folks, you know, when it's a situation where they're promoting a book yeah. or they're, you know, because the, these shows also need guests. So, you know, to be able to ask to have some of these folks on. So I wonder what the arrangement is. I'm not in that business, so I don't know. But I wonder if there's times when people pay to be on and then if there's times where the network just has people on because that's in their best interest or i don't know does money change hands on those things i always wonder because i'm always amazed when they bring on like a maybe a b or c level actor somebody that like you don't recognize the name and then you see them and you go oh it's it's that guy and they're on the show because he's doing a play down the street off Broadway. And I'm like, why is, I'm like, did somebody cancel? And they just went, get, find somebody. Could have been. Yeah, it could have been. Could have been. Well, or or they get the B level actors and, you know, so it's, um, it's guardians of the galaxy volume two and they're and and, but it's on the late, 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 late show. And it's the B level ones, not the main actors that are doing it. And I just, that's an interesting business there. I, I, I've, I've never dug into that, but you know, um, it's a lot of work, man. I, I can't imagine when they go promote those movies, you know, they shoot them a year in advance and then, then they got to go on the road and do every show, you know, every live show known to man to be on those. I just can't imagine. I, they got to get sick of talking about it. <laughs> you know, it's oh, like, I, I don't, I don't want to talk about my movie one more time. <laughs> I can only imagine, I forget what book I was reading and they talked about how they sat in a chair and you would just literally sit there and it was via Skype or whatever it was. And somebody would come on, this is WKAB in Detroit, and they'd ask you the same questions. And then, all right, and then you'd take like a five-minute break. And like, all right, this is W, you know, and say X, B, whatever in, you know, Poughkeepsie. And you, that would just, I cannot imagine. I mean, I, I you know, we, we've talked about this before, how in podcasting, we get asked the same questions over and over and over. That's fine because there are new people coming in. But there are days when you're like, it takes 24 hours for your podcast to appear in iTunes. It's it's okay. It's you know it's not there's nothing wrong kind of thing. So that's always fun. Um, this is normally I would play my happy music right now, but you guys can't. That's going to drive me nuts. Yeah, we'll fix it now for next so, week. So, uh, <laughs> but I do want to say it is the a new month, and if you are a patron of Ask the Podcast Coach, if you oh this is the other fun thing you can do, Jim. Mm-mm-mm. Oh, the, the pressure of typing in front of people is actually do this. Com slash awesome. Now the big question is, did I, yeah, I did type that right. Okay. Yay me. No typos. Um, you can uh, go over there and become a patron of the show. Now I asked my patrons, I said, Hey, can you do me a favor? So I don't uh, just say your name. I'd like to promote your show. If you have one, and most, but not all, did. So at the beginning of the month, I always list everybody. 
and um, and I've lost my sheet. Well, that was did, well done. Did I lose? Did I list mine? <laughs> I don't uh, remember going out there and doing that. No, you didn't. Uh, Jeremy Dennis from uh, the Transmissions Podcast at transmissionspodcast.com. Ryan from Cauldron Script uh, at cauldronscript.com. Uh, Jeff hmm, Hallish. Um, Podnuts, the computer repair guy at podnutz.com. Uh, Joe Taylor uh, on faceedge.com. Uh, the story behind that is, of course, Emily at uh, the story behind podcast.com. Darren Dake from Corner Talk. And that is not corner, that is coroner, as in like I see dead people, uh, dot com. That's a really interesting show. Uh, Kale Nelson from Ham Radio 360. Uh, you can find him, he has it at 6am.com. I want to double check that because I know it used to be hamradio360.com. I wonder if there's a typo there. Hmm. Uh, Connie Whitesell from Small Biz with a Z 101 podcast.com. Jeff from the Genealogy Showcase at genealogyshowcase.com. Uh, Rob from uh, bedtime.fm. Oh, let's see. It's called Storytime. He has a couple here. If you go to bedtime.fm, he has Storytime and Peace Out, uh, as well as Mark King from Distilling Venture Capital at markwking.com. Kim Slusher from Distracted Life Podcast, Disney Trip Reports at distractedlifepodcast.com. Joshua Liston from the Podcaster Survival Guide. You can find that at tpsguide.org. Uh, Brandon. See, I know Brandon's name now. I've been just calling him the Seahawkers guy from Seahawkers Podcast at seahawkerspodcast.com. Uh, Gary and Margaret from Kiwi Mana, uh, better known as uh, Kiwi, Kiwi Mana Buzz Beekeeping Podcast at uh, kiwimana.co.nz because he's in New Zealand. And, of course, Craig from uh, inglaspodcast.com. And this is the fun part. Now I have to figure out who we missed. Glenn the Geek from Horse Radio Network, Nick Suberling, uh, Alan Meisner from olderfitness.com, Barry Kessler from barrykessler.com, Frank Brill. I know Frank has a podcast. I need your domain there, buddy. Um, Dale Henninger, uh, Mike Moody, uh, Jim Carlson from theaverageguy.tv, Joe Taylor, I think I've got everybody now. Uh, clarify your purpose. That's all I have. Uh, JeremyDennis.net. Corey from uh, IVNV.com. Barb, I need your stuff. Uh, Garrett Godfrey. I'm trying to make sure I don't miss anybody here. Dave Wilson. And, of course, Cody Sison. Um, and the North Omaha History Podcast. I believe they... Uh, Steve Sleeper. Yeah, Steve Sleeper. There we go. So thank you to everyone who has been a um, a fun-filled, uh, awesome supporter of the Ask the Podcast Coach show. And um, you have no idea. You know how it's always interesting the things that go on in your head while you're doing a podcast? My brain will not let go of the fact that I can't play music or sounds right now. It's oh, really, it's really sorry, freaking man. out. <laughs> sorry, man. <laughs> Yeah, you're, you you are like troubleshooting in your head the whole time. Jiggle. I bet it's the thing. It's like, oh, it's going to drive me crazy. Tear this apart. You'll tear it apart right after the show is over. Talking about a niche, you know, you mentioned those guys from the North Omaha podcast. That's not just about a city. That's about a particular area in the city. You know, North O has a particular history here in Omaha. Some good and not some not good. And uh, it, it, so they've niched, not just like, hey, the because I thought about starting an Omaha history podcast at one point in time, like, oh, this would be really cool. There's a lot of interesting history. I mean, Omaha was a frontier town, so there's a lot of shady things that went down here just 100 years ago, right? Nice. But um, this is a north, though. So 
great material, great content. One of my favorite ones that uh, that I've gotten into. You know, you're probably not into it if you're not from the Omaha or you don't care. But talk about hyper niche and niching your way down. That's a great example, Dave, of getting into that niche. And uh, they really talk a lot about history from about 1850 to about 1950. So 100 years, a particular area of the city. Pretty interesting. Yeah, I just listened. I, I I took a bit that I did here, podcast rodeo show, mm-hmm. and I turned it into an actual podcast so I could test another media host. And I listened to one. It was from a radio show, 91.5, whatever. But it was all about, um, oh, name a famous city in Colorado. Um, Denver, Boulder, Colorado Springs. Colorado Springs. And it was like three little stories about Colorado Springs on how they're going to start charging tax on pot and a couple other things. Um, but it was super simple and it was hyper niche. And, uh, um, I was like, this would be great if I lived in, you know, Colorado, it'd be even better, but it was a, a well done, super short, just no intro outro music. Just here's the news bingo. And they do it every single day. And I was like, well, there you go. Yeah. So. Well, Steve and, and, um, Adam who do the North Omaha podcast, um, Adam's the history guy, Steve's the kind of the, he's the town, you know, the, the host, of it. And these are 10 minutes long, but Adam is w- super well-spoken. And I don't think Steve has to do very many edits. So they get on, Steve does his thing, Adam does his bit of history, and they're out. And I really like that format for history. I mean, it's kind of that uh, story behind style or some mm-hmm. of those things where it's 7 to 10, 7 to 12 minutes. I can get one or maybe two of them in. If I do it at 1.5 speed, I can probably get two of those in on my way to work. Um, nice. Cody Wheat was another guy who's doing shots of history. He he'd been on our program here way back when. He's doing a nice job of crushing it with shots of history, which is a podcast about alcohol. Again, seven to ten minutes. So, while we've had those arguments about does your you know how long should your show be, there are some really good short podcasts that I've been listening to lately that I've really liked. Now I still like the long shows. Don't get me wrong. Hey, how'd the how'd the interview go with Alex? Actually, not bad. I'm going to play snippets of it on this week's School of Podcasting. Good. And what it turned out was, so for anyone that listens to the School of Podcasting, I'm going to now, spoiler alert, the thing that set him off was the caps. Oh. There were some things that I typed in caps. That, I think, was the one that, and he he actually, um, very politely, um, it was. it's funny. You know how when people go, well, it's not about the money. That kind of means... It's about the money. He kind of, well, he's like, well, I don't want to backpedal. And then he uh, backpedaled. So he was very nice. Uh, to, and then in the end, this is one of the things, and, and you'll hear about this. Number one, we already have something in common. We're both podcasters. And then it turned out we were both really big fans of Chris Cornell. We're also both fairly open to conspiracy theorists. Like we're, we're not like, oh, that's crazy. We're like, eh, well, let me think about that one a second. So, um, yeah, it was. It actually went really well. It, it was surprising because I just wanted to learn, like, what did I do? And I did. And um, the other thing is, and I, I hit this one on the on the head, uh, the nail on the head is he's used to dealing with YouTube people, and this is something I learned. YouTube people, YouTube comments versus podcaster comments, apparently night and day. YouTubers, I guess, are just they just come at you and go crazy. And uh, they're they're much meaner than they are. I, I have not really received too many like diehard like go for the jugular comments on a pie. I've had people say that was crap or whatever, but it's the, YouTube people apparently just go bonkers. Dave, you did what I don't think hardly anybody would have done in this situation, where you reached back out and said, "I want to talk about this. This is 
we, we're not good as a culture. We're not good at this anymore. And people get super defensive and then they start flaming each other online. And where if you just pick up the phone or, or call them on Skype and have that conversation, man, that alleviates a ton of, of, uh, of conflict. And I'd love to see more of what you did and less of what we're doing online when there's conflict there. That's just, in my mind, that was the perfect example of what should be done when you're having problems or you get flamed or, you know, somebody says something negative. Just call that person. Just, you know, say, hey, can we just have a conversation about this? Because this is, this is crazy. I'm seeing this, too, in our coaching community at Gallup that people are just not good at typing comments. <laughs> Like, I, I don't know if they mean to sound that way or if it was done on purpose or we've got a whole passive aggressive society. But, man, when you pick up the phone or when you call them on Skype or whatever, it just changes it. So, Dave, I'm for me following this from both sides. And, and let me also say at School of Podcast and Ask the Podcast Coach listeners, if you came to Dave's uh, side, aid, you know, if you were defending Dave out there and now you've decided you're going to stop listening to school or to uh, uh, Spreaker live show because of Alex, because Alex was mean to Dave. Don't do that. Yeah. Cause Rob is really good. <laughs> and, and, and Dave and Alex have patched this up. And so Alex had made a comment on the most recent one where I guess a few of, of your listeners, Dave were like, yeah. well, I'm never going to listen to you again. Well, Guys, like that's another thing we don't need to do. It's just a disagreement, and let's put this thing back together. And and Rob, Rob's got a great show, and Alex has got some great points. So, well, and yeah. and Rob has great insights. I mean, that's a guy that has yeah he, he he casts a wide net. He's involved with a lot of radio people, and so I'm always interested to to hear what uh, Rob he has said. good things to say. Rob for sure has some great things to say. So don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. Is I guess yeah. what I'm saying. Hey, I just put a link in the the comments down there. Um, that's a, uh, a form. It's a, a poll on what do you like? Be live TV or uh, Google live YouTube, whatever the heck that's called now. Uh, so if you get a chance, uh, click on that. I just, in case you missed it, I don't think it's completely scrolled away, but I'll throw it again here. And, and we will look at that in about 10 minutes uh, when um, we wrap things up. But uh, yeah, it's uh, well, part of that is, um, you know, it's, <laughs> I spent a lot of years in marriage therapy and it's all about understanding the other side so that you can kind of come together on, Oh, I didn't know this did that. And so that's always, and I think it's the teacher in me. Uh, and I think most people are like this, I hope at least. And that is, if I make a mistake, I want to learn from it. Like, what did I do? Um, knowing that I'm never going to be perfect, but if I can avoid that kind of stuff, maybe I'll, I'll be able to pull it off and, uh, and go from there. So it was, uh, I'll have to go back and listen because I I think he came on. I'm like, hey, let's have an awkward conversation or something like that just to break the ice. And uh, he had actually gone back and done some research on me. So he's like, I didn't realize, you know, it's I'll I'll play it. It's it's uh, I need to go back and listen to it. And this is the thing to kind of tie this into podcasting is I'm really making sure that uh, again going back to value. Like some of it's kind of fun because it's it's weird to listen to this awkward conversation, but also in the end, does this conversation bring value to my audience? Because my original thought was when I got done is I'm gonna have to cut a lot of that out because it just doesn't pertain, and I might still do that. But um, that's been the fun part of this whole process is the original response I was gonna do to this in the school of podcasting was the better part of 35 minutes. 
And I went, this isn't directed at my audience. This is directed at Alex Exum. And I'm like, wait a minute, this isn't any value to. And that's the right way to handle it, Dave. I mean, you, you, you worked through it. I, I just can't, I can't say enough. There's a lot of lessons as podcasters for us to learn from this situation that you had with Alex. And I think, by the way, you guys handled it perfectly. I mean, it's just a really good use case, really good test case, whatever you want to say, of how to handle these kinds of situations. And you guys, yeah, there was some disagreement. And there were some yeah. things said that, you know, in the future, maybe people may be like, oh, I wish I hadn't said that. But but you guys came back together, talked it out. You're going to be on the show. Alex talked about They just recently talked about it on that yeah. show. It's a great, you guys did a great job. So kudos to the two of you for taking the mature approach. I wish we did more of that these days instead of less. Yeah. Well, the thing that gets me, I guess we could go on for an hour on, but just, it seems like we're in a pounce kind of mentality. The minute anybody says anything, you know, the, the Kathy Griffin thing with her, her head of Trump, you know, it's like, okay, well, you know, you, 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 you took a pretty big stance there. Don't be, you know, upset. Don't be surprised. When, yeah. When that somebody, all of a sudden people are like, Oh, I can't take issue to that. Yeah. Um, the other thing I want to mention before we're, man, this time flies on Saturday morning. Um, DC PodFest to me is, let's see, there's, there's now, obviously there's podcast movement, which is coming right up in August, which is going to be great. The first time I get to actually shake Jim Cullison's hand, looking forward to that. Uh, then you got, um, PodFest.us, which is down in Florida. That's a really cool event. To me, DC PodFest is like a little baby PodFest.us. Same kind of vibe, a lot of indie people. Um, and then you also have mm-hmm, Podcast Minute Atlantic. And Podcast Minute Atlantic is a very unique, all about being creative and thinking outside of the box, which I have found people, because I've talked to people, I'm like, what did you think of it? Because I was thinking, wow, this is a little left of center. And I've had people say, I never would have done this, but they made me get outside of my comfort zone. So it's a different kind of conference where um, DC PodFest is much more about, you know, sessions on podcasting and learning and eating dinner with people that also have a microphone and, you know, that whole thing. So it's a, it's a fun little time. I'm looking forward to, uh, I need to talk to Lipson and go, can I go back? That was, that was fun. So um, those, those are all coming up. I mean, I, I got to book a flight. I was just thinking I've got hotel taken care of. But when I did all that back in January, it was, you know, a little too far out to pick dates. Yeah. So I need to get a flight schedule. This is going to be great. When are you getting there, by the way? The day before. So Tuesday? That sounds right. Are you going to get there on Tuesday? Because I think I'm going to fly out the weekend before. I'm actually going to go into our office on Monday. We have nice. a Gallup has an office in Irvine. So I think I'm going to go in, meet with some folks, do some Gallup stuff on Monday, and then uh, hit – hit it hard Tuesday morning. I think they've got some stuff uh, kicking off or going on, or maybe that use that as an opportunity to hang out with you a little bit. If you're getting there um, on Tuesday, that might be a good meetup day. Yeah. I always show up the day before and I always leave the day after. Cause I, we have to set up the lips and booth with takes all of, I don't know, 10 minutes or so like that, but it just to make sure that uh, for me, I always like to go in the day before that way, if things are delayed or, you know, it gives you time to, have and what are you staying through, through Friday or are you coming back? What are you doing? Uh, when's the last day? I think it's Friday, Friday morning. So I'll be coming back Saturday because it's Wednesday, Thursday, and then part of Friday, right? Yeah, so I will probably come back Saturday. I fly back Friday. I'm going to fly yeah. back Friday night, and then my daughter, we take my daughter to college Saturday morning. So oh, I wow. will literally get in late Friday night and then, um, 
jump in the car. They'll all be packed and uh, and head head off to get her put in college. So we've got big big weekend there in August. Wow. How many kids you have through college yet at this point? Uh, well, I have I have five total, and then the this, the fifth one is the one that's that's doing this. Uh, last one number through. four is in the Marines, so we haven't right. done that yet. And then the other three are all are all the way, all the way through. Either they made it all the way through, or they started and didn't get all the way through. One of the two. So that happens. Uh, it does. It does. They're doing okay. Yeah. Uh, with it, but um, yeah. So I'm looking forward to it. Podcast movement, uh, man. Those guys are marketing machines. Yeah. Like, hey, back to the earlier conversation we had. You want people to listen to your podcast? Market like podcast movement. It's not cheap. They're they're they are definitely spending what they're making. Like, but I just got this card. Did you get this? I just got this card in the mail here from them. Mm-hmm. It says Anaheim. Mm, welcome. Little note. It looks like a handwritten note. It's not right, but a little right. note. Hey, we're excited. Let you know we're excited to have you at the office. You know, it took. This was the if you refer a friend, you get fifty bucks off your your registration thing. But nice. again, printed had to be had to be mailed. Everybody that was on the list, those guys are constantly releasing. Um, you know, the keynote speakers as they have them. They 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 plan for the communication. So. You know, you wanna you wanna expose your podcast to more people. You're gonna have to spend some money, put together a marketing plan, and and execute it. It costs money to make money, and um, you're gonna you're gonna have to do it that way. But these guys, these guys, Dan and and um, who who else are the who who are the four the big four? Well, there's there's Dan, there's Jared, there's Gary Leland, and then I only know Mitch, Mitch something, the Silent Mitch, the Silent Mitch. Yes, uh, uh, those guys are crushing it. They are doing a great job. What well, from marketing, from a marketing standpoint, they are crushing it. Yeah, it's uh, and from what I hear, there's like they did something really smart. And again, it's it's one of those things you kind of it's a little bit like a podcaster. As you go along, you you learn what's working and and how am I going to be able to do that and actually make it, you know, so we're not losing our shirt. And the thing that uh, they did this year is they always like they've had years where they've taken us off campus for lack of a better phrase to someplace to have dinner or whatever except that's really expensive i remember the one year they had like three buses of people and they took us out to this dinner place and the whole nine yards um and then dinner was paid for if i remember right and so i mean that's a, when you're feeding a thousand people or a couple of thousand in this case and this year they got a sponsor Hostgator is going to sponsor this big shindig thing and i was like there you go now we're talking so that'll be be fun. I always like this to go. And this year there's going to be more radio people there. So I'm I'm interested in that to see uh, how that works. And I've already had a bunch of people saying, I'm coming by the Lipson booth to say hello. I'm like, please do. Uh, so it'll be, um, it, it's just, every year just keeps getting bigger. And I just know last year just, I, I remember at one point I looked, I'm, I'm standing at the Lipson booth and I'm talking to somebody and we're, we've literally got like two and three people deep waiting to just, we were just getting swarmed. And I'm like, and then the other thing I remember from podcast movement was when I went to the bathroom, they had this long kind of curved hallway and they had seats on the wall. So you could sit down and I remember looking and seeing female, female, female guy, female, female. And I was like, wow, things have changed since, uh, you know, 2005 when we're all in, um, I think it was not Anaheim. I always forget the name of the California place. It was this weird kind of, uh, place um and it was just all dudes i'd be pretty much except for um there's a girl named soccer girl that used to do a podcast 
and she was rather famous because she liked to show her boobs. Um, and uh, well, that'll get you listeners. And then or sex with Emily viewers, maybe. And uh, obviously Don from Don and Drew, and Hemna from Keith and the Girl. But there were, there literally were like almost no females at the time. So yeah, it's come a long way. It's come yeah, a so long way. Gay ladies. Yeah, nice job, ladies. Hop in the water. So way to step it up. Um, well, let me hit some uh, music. And that you can't hear. It yeah. is going to Mixler. They were saying earlier that that's the weird part. That's well, the part that, right now. Can you kind of, okay? So if I do this, there we go. See, we could have played. Uh, maybe I didn't have. I don't know. Maybe I jiggled a chord. That doesn't matter. We're all, we're all good. We're, <laughs> we're good. It's going to sound like crap on Facebook anyway. I can guarantee you that. But uh, in less than a minute and 43 seconds, Jim, what's coming up on uh, TheAverageGuy.tv? Yeah, so Veronica Belmont next week. So yeah. if you know that name, yeah, we, we, this, is, this is kind of the whale for the, for, the, for the podcast. I haven't had this big of a guest in a while. So uh, Veronica Belmont coming up next Thursday. We move to 9 p.m. Central to, uh, to accommodate her West Coast schedule. Nice. And uh, this week on the School of Podcasting, we've already talked about it a little bit. The conversation with Alex Exum, and I'm going to, that's what I get to do today. I'm going to play with Wooshka, and I'll be reporting on that. I might reply. I also don't know if I've ever talked about Pinecast on the School of Podcasting. It's another hosting company. That's what Podcast Rodeo Show is all about. It's me kicking the tires on. Uh, and uh, that's the other thing. Uh, um, Podcast Rodeo Show, I, I created a Fiverr for that. Like, if you want to cut in line, Fiverr, and I will tell you, I'll give you my first impression of your show, and I already had somebody take me up on it. I'm like, well, there you go. Another money-making opportunity. Five bucks, and they can cut in line? They can cut in line. Because usually I just have Alexa pick a random person. So rather than going random, you give me five bucks, and I'll t- I'll give you my first impression of your show nice. for five bucks. I'm like, why not? And it was sort of just like, oh, let's throw it out there and see if anybody does it. Literally, like, yeah. 30 minutes later, it's like, you haven't ordered. I'm like, really? So that was kind of cool. So... But yeah, that's uh, that's at podcastrodeoshow.com. We're at askthepodcastcoach.com slash live. Oh, I forgot to look at the re- – well, we'll look at the results and talk about that in post-show in terms of people like Facebook or they, they like uh, Google Hangouts. But uh, we're here every week, and uh, thanks for tuning in. 